simply because they had learned to listen to God. And they had learned to hear God's voice and speak into the lives of people that they came across. And it was wonderful to see. And, and uh, those that were around last weekend um, uh, will know that actually uh, it wasn't a weekend particularly of good, I'll be careful what I say here, of, of really deep and thorough Bible exposition. Now I love Bible teaching, I love uh, going into the Word of God, it t- has so much uh, uh, to teach us about how we live our lives. But that wasn't what last weekend was about. Um, it was about seeing this thing in practice. It was seeing what ordinary people can do when they are close and they are hearing from God. Um, and it was people that had learned to do what Jesus was doing. That's something I spoke about a few weeks back. It was somebody doing what they saw Jesus doing. Going around, praying for the sick, uh, giving words of encouragement, and so on. And uh, so it didn't take a lot of biblical teaching. It was just saying, well, Jesus did that. I'm going to do that. And, uh, and that's what I, uh, I really found exciting about last weekend. And the other thing, which I know or we had four of them staying with us. And they were just ordinary people. They weren't church leaders. They weren't people that you know, were on a platform all the time speaking. There was some housewives and some a retired guy and, and just generally just down to earth. We had a lovely time together. We, we had a bit of fun in the evening and so on and so forth. They were just ordinary people. Uh, no different to you or me. Um, they could just have learned on this the school that they're on and just in their own lives to hear God. And, uh, and to dwell with God, to be in... Uh, they had a, they had those that were here. They had this installation, uh, which was uh, sort of lights and, and cloth and stuff. But it was a picture of of a river or a waterfall coming from heaven. And they had learned what it was to live and to be in that waterfall from heaven, being able to hear from God and minister and bless those around them. And really. That's really what I want to sort of encourage us with today, is that actually it is no more or less than that, which is what it means to move in the prophetic. Um, we don't need to be Bible scholars. That's not a bad thing. We don't need to have read the Bible from cover to cover. Uh, we don't need to have been a Christian for years and years to get to this point. You just need to know Jesus. You just need to know Jesus. And that is what these people... They knew Jesus. I don't know. I have no idea what what educational background they came from. It didn't matter. It had no impact upon uh, what they were doing. Because they just knew Jesus. And so I just want to encourage uh, us, really, as we look at this whole subject of the prophetic, that actually... We can do that. We can be that if we know Jesus. Now, I just want to give a, a testimony from last week myself because we did something that I must, I must say on, uh, on Saturday morning I found quite frightening. I know we've had a little bit of testimony. And um, Jason shared this morning, uh, right at the start, about uh, an experience that he had on Saturday morning. Basically, for those that 
uh, weren't here. Uh, we did what we, was called treasure hunting, uh, which is basically to believe that God will speak to you about a certain uh, situations or people, um, and then you'd go out and find them. You would go and find some treasure. So just to, uh, very, very simply, what we had to do uh, is that we, so we sat down and individually we just felt to write down um, a location, an appearance, uh, a name, or some names, some needs, and something unusual. So we had to just fill in those, those names. And so we were just, I just sat there and I thought, okay, a location, a co-op. There's a co-op down on the high street, as you, most of you will know. And then appearance, I thought, well, I'll write down uh, yellow, and white, and headband. A bit random, but I thought, well, fair enough. And then uh, 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 one of my needs I wrote down was knee. Okay? Another one, the, the lady that was going out with me, one of the team, had written down shopping trolley. Now, I knew straight away that this couldn't be right, because uh, if you go to uh, Tesco's or Co-op, they don't actually have trolleys there, they just have baskets. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> Now, and, and I, I struggled with the whole thing. I thought, this is just weird. I'm just writing all this stuff down. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, what would be really good if this works and somehow we can get uh, someone, I can talk to someone, and they might want to come to church. Okay? That's the way I work. It's not very good. Because what they were saying, and one of the points of what they were doing, is that it's not about building the church. It's about seeing God's kingdom come. And so we go out on this treasure hunting to bless people. We don't go out with any agenda. We don't go out inviting them to church. We don't go out um, giving them... They, they ask, we'll tell them who we are. If they don't ask, we, we don't do anything. Anyway, but I had this, this thought in my mind. Anyway, we go to co-op, because that's what I said. And we were walking around, and, um, and suddenly coming towards us was this old lady. Um, she was pushing a shopping trolley. Okay, interesting. Um, she had a yellow uh, scarf. It wasn't a headband, it was a scarf on. And uh, so she was in co-op, she was pushing a shopping trolley, she had a ye- yellow headband. And so we just thought, okay, this seems to match up. So I went up to her, we went up to her and said, um, hello, uh, we- we're looking for treasure. We explained it, we showed her a list, and I said, do you have anything that we could pray for? She said, you can guess, I've got a problem with my knee. <laughs> I was just blown away by this. And I'm, and I'm thinking there, I said, okay, so we got chatting to this lady, so her name's Betty. Uh, she goes to St Nick's Church um, in Plumstead. She was never going to come to our church. D- didn't matter. Uh, and so we got chatting to her, and, and it turns out that, that, that she, she was, she's a, I think, a single lady, and she was a bit down. She had been unwell, she wanted to go uh, up to uh, Suffolk Cathedral for a particular um, investment or, or something for the vicar, I, I don't know what it was, and she kept saying, oh, I felt really bad at being able to miss it, but I couldn't go, I wasn't well. And so we just were able to pray with this lady, pray for her knee, and we were able to just bless her with the love of God, that God had picked her out, that God loved her, 
uh, God wanted to just show her a blessing. And we just spent a few moments with this lady, and she went away with a smile on her face. And what got me about that was that, I must be honest with you, if I was in co-op, and I tend to, if I go there, I'm usually a bit in a hurry, I probably wouldn't have given her the time of day, and I must be honest about that, I, you know. But God saw this lady, and God loved her. And God used us to bless her that day. Now, I hope I will meet her again, because she just lives down the road in Plumstead, and I will be able to chat with her and, and uh, also be able to just bless her again if I can, or I'm sure she would be a blessing to me. What that, what that spoke to me about was, that, was this, that Jesus loves the people of Plumstead. He just loves them. And he was using any opportunity last week to bless them. He wants them to be blessed. He wants them to know his love. People that the rest of us might just pass by. God looked and said, I love that lady. She's a bit down. I want her to be blessed. I want her to know the love of God. Now, that is, in very simple terms, what the prophetic can do. I really wasn't sure I was hearing from God. I clearly was. I was sitting here and I was writing a few things down. And God used that. And Jason shared earlier on, he did exactly the same thing. He wrote some strange things down and God said, actually, that's exactly what I've got for you up on the common. I've got to, I'm going to use you to bless someone up there. And we spoke over that morning to, I think it was about 40 people, um, bringing them the goodness and love of God with no agenda. We weren't inviting them to the church. We weren't saying, you know, come do this, do that, the other. We just wanted to bring the kingdom of God to bless people. I found it absolutely amazing that God loves people so much. That's what I suppose, and I suppose we know that all the time, but I saw it in action. We were able to pray for a number of people and, uh, and talk to them, encourage them, and see them go away knowing that God had touched their lives in some way. And that's what the prophetic does. Now what is, I just want to be very clear, what is the prophetic? Well basically all it is, is bringing something from God into the lives of others. It's hearing from God and bringing it to bless others. Now Paul wrote about it and we're just going to read those uh, passages in 1 Corinthians 14. And we're just going to look at the first five verses, or at least I'm going to read those. It says there, Follow the way of love, and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I'd rather have you prophesy. He who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets that, so the church may be edified. Verse 3 in particular there is, is quite amazing. It says there that everyone 
who prophesies speaks to men for their encouragement, for their strengthening, encouragement and comfort. That is exactly what we did for this little old lady in Plumstead. God sent some words, we went to her and we spoke encouragement to her. We spoke strength into her. We spoke comfort to her when she was a bit down. It was very simple. And the reason it was simple is because God was there first. God cares far more about these people than we do. And he wants us to have something of that to care for others. And also the interesting thing about this verse is in in verse 1 it says, Follow the way of love. You see, because ultimately prophecy is about loving one another. If we didn't care, we wouldn't go out. But actually, there was something in us that says, I want to be a blessing. I want to bring something. And so that, even that little bit of care, if you like, within us, stirred us to say, I'm going to hear from God, and I'm going to go and bless someone. And that was the motivation behind bringing this prophetic word. This is the motivation behind what, what the... Now, these guys that came from uh, North King Community Church, their school there, frequently go out treasure hunting. And they do it because they love people. And they do it because they want God's love to be felt by those that are around. Okay, simple as that. And so, when we start to work, move in prophetic, the motivation for it should be love. Now, in chapter 13 of Corinthians, I'm not going to go through that, that is a wonderful chapter on love. It talks about uh, love is patient, love is kind, love never uh, gives up, love, love never fails. And it's a wonderful passage of how important love is. And straight away after that, and we love that passage, and we, you know, we quote it and we think, yeah, that's, a, that's a, something to aspire to. But straight away after, Paul says, follow the way of love, prophesy. And almost he's saying, look, there's probably the best way, one of the, one of the best ways, if not the best way of showing love to someone, is bringing them something of the words of God into their life. Hear from me, bring them some comfort, some encouragement, some strengthening. That is perhaps one of the best ways, if not the best way, of showing them you love them. Bringing some gifts to people. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy, it says there in verse 1. So the reason why we might learn to prophesy is, is this, so we can show the love of Jesus to people. To one another here and to those outside. The next question you might say is, that's all very well, but that's not my gift. That's not for me. I I know these people, some some people in this place prophesy, but God's never given me that, and therefore I can't do it. I can't hear from God. That's not my gift. Well, I just want to convince you very briefly that that's uh, not true. Okay. Just quickly go back to uh, Numbers 11. Not back to. Turn to Numbers chapter 11. And we look at the life, very briefly, of Moses. He was a great man of God. He heard from God. He, used, he was a prophet in those days. And in the Old Testament, there were prophets around. Not many of them. God came upon people and spoke to them and they were able to speak the 
the words of God. But this was only a few. And uh, there was a time when Moses was prophesying and a few people with him were prophesying. And then two people, two of the leaders of the, uh, the camp, were also prophesying in the camp, not with Moses. And people came and said, Moses, stop these people. They shouldn't be prophesying. It's down to you guys, you important elders, all that sort of stuff. They, they prophesy, not, not the general people. And Moses says this, in verse 29. Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Moses had this desire in his heart. I want everyone to prophesy. I want everyone to prophesy. Now the thing about Moses is that he spoke to God face to face. That's what he did. I believe that God heard that prayer. It didn't happen in Moses' time, but God heard their prayer. He says, Moses, I hear that. I hear what you're saying. I'm going to make sure that happens. Because I listen to Moses. I speak to him face to face. I can see his heart. Moses pleaded for the Israelites. And God says, okay, Moses, if that's what you want, I won't carry out what I was going to do. God here heard Moses. And so God, Moses' prayer was, let everyone prophesy. And so God says, okay, Moses, I hear your prayer. At the day of Pentecost, that <coughs> prayer came true. We turn that to Acts 2. Verse 17 and 18. This is Peter quoting from Joel. After the Spirit had been poured out upon them in the upper room, they go and speak to the people. And it says there, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. I heard Moses' prayer. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. On all people. All my people will prophesy. There's no distinction. Men and women. Young and old. Everybody's covered. There's no distinction. And then later Paul says, as we've just read, eagerly desire gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Especially. Paul's expectation, (coughs) Moses' expectation, God's expectation, is that everyone will prophesy. No one is left out. No one is excluded. Because all of us, all of us need to be strengthened, encouraged and comforted. There is not one of us who will go through life never needing that. Not one of us will go through even a week without needing that. Because we live in a fallen world, we live in difficult circumstances. And to hear God's voice, there's nothing like it. And so God says, actually, I'm going to put that on everyone so at every opportunity, people can be strengthened and encouraged. And I want, and, and therefore, 
I'm going to give that liberally. I'm going to give that gift to everyone. Men and women, young and old, everyone. So that at times you can bring my words to others. So I want to say now, and I want to say to everyone who's a child of God here this morning, you can prophesy. You can prophesy because that's what the Word of God says. You can do it. So you might ask, well, I don't. Well, okay. Firstly, you need to know you can. Secondly, what we're going to go on to, and over the next few weeks we look at this, how do I do that? How do I do that? Well, as I said to start with, the primary thing, firstly, is to know that you can. Secondly, to know that God speaks. God is a God who speaks. He speaks all the time. So, the final thing for us to know is it's a case of us hearing from God. Simply that. We just need to hear from God. We need to be ready to say, God, I know I can prophesy because your word says it. I know you speak because you're speaking all the time. So it's a case now I've just got to hear. I've just got to be able to hear this. Okay. So how do we hear the voice of God? That, to be honest, is both easy and difficult. If, if, I'm, if I'm honest. The easy bit for me was last Saturday, sitting down, writing some strange things on a piece of paper. I just made it up. I just thought, oh, yellow, co-op, headband, knee. There was no great light from heaven. There was no... Well, it wasn't. I just sat there and I... I, you, know, you, you feel a bit foolish. You do. You're thinking, this just doesn't make any sense. That was easy, simply because I wasn't trying very hard. I wasn't thinking, oh, you know, I wasn't in, in prayer for hours on end on my knees saying, God, speak. And the reason I believe that I was able to do that, and it's true for all of us, is uh, what it says in 1 Corinthians, I've lost the place... Chapter 2 and verse 15. You got that, easy? Okay, it says there. The person with the Spirit makes judgment about all things, but such a person is not subject to mere human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. It's a statement. It's not a... I've got to go and find the mind of Christ and put it on. No, no, we have it. If we're born again, if we know the Spirit of God, if we're filled with the Spirit of God, we have the mind of Christ. It's there. So therefore, if I'm thinking and writing things down, I'm doing it with the mind of Christ. Does Jesus know everything? Mm -hmm. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He knows everything. He knows everybody. He knows every little detail of our lives. He knows where we are. He knows where we're going to be. He knows everything. So therefore, if we have his mind, actually, writing stuff down like that, it's likely to be right, mostly. Well, we get a few things wrong, but it's likely because here we have his mind. So it's knowing 
whether you feel, and again, this is so important, I didn't feel particularly spiritual that morning. I wasn't, you know, didn't come down to the church, floating on a cloud, with my arms in the air. I did, uh, to be honest, I came down quite, quite, quite scared, I have to be honest. I was a bit worried what was going to happen here. So I wasn't particularly excited. I was a bit... I was, well, I was a little bit excited thinking what might happen. But I wasn't in a state of spiritual... Um, you know, whatever whatever state people get in. I don't know. I wasn't. I just... But I, I did have the mind of Christ. I do have the mind of Christ. Because the Bible tells me I do. And so I wrote stuff down. And it was the mind of Christ through which I was able to write these things down. So that's the first thing. We probably hear far more from God than we realise. So partly, hearing from God is simply saying, I need to just, is that God? When I had a dream that I remember, is that God? When I have some thoughts, is that God? When I go past someone and I have a little feeling in my mind, is that God? And so we have to ask ourselves, it may be God speaking. That's not unusual. We shouldn't think that's an unusual thing. God is speaking. We have his mind. We have the mind of Christ. Therefore, the chances are, if I stop for a moment, just a moment, and think, God, is that you speaking? It probably is. Now, we've done this with our... I know uh, Katrina's done it with Junior Church upstairs. We've started to do it with uh, Kids Club. Oh range of kids that come in uh, and we thought well God can speak to them and do you know what, kids find it so much easier I was talking to a group um, of uh, 10 year olds and I said because we've been doing this thing about God speaking and we're having people share about how God has spoken to them we're trying to make it as real as possible and I said has God spoken to you this week and two of them said yes <laughs> I was stunned I was staggered, I was absolutely staggered and I said, so we, we shared a little bit of what, what it was, very simple stuff. But somehow they've got this idea that, well, yeah, I can hear from God. I don't know who that, they don't come to our church, I don't know if they even go to church. But they felt, no, God spoke to me. It was just because, well, well you said we could hear from God, so I did. If only it was that simple. But it is. It really is. Jesus says, unless you come like a little child. And so often we just need to go back to that place. That simple place. And say, okay God, yeah you can speak to me and I'll hear. We just need to be as simple as that. I love working with children because they are so simple. And and they, they they will just accept it. Okay, I can hear from God, I'm going to draw a picture. I think God's saying this. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he is saying that. And, and we just need to recapture that somehow. That simplicity of a childlike faith that says, oh, God will speak to me. And, and it's wonderful to see, but so often we put so much in our, in our heads. We get so much bound up in, in logic and, and trying to work it all out. I, that's, I'm terrible for this. Being a trained engineer... Everything has to be logical. My work, I have to work it all out. I have to justify everything I do. And I go through and I make cases for for this, that and the other. And I write big, really boring stuff. Anyway, uh, (laughs) but that's what I do. 
Because I have to justify everything I do, all the, all the decisions I make. And so I can bring that into this, and I'm thinking, well, you know, I've got to have this right, and I've got that right, and I, I did something wrong yesterday, so God won't speak to me, so I'm going to have to put that right note. It doesn't work that way. God speaks. God loves me. I'm a child of God. I can hear from him. There's not a lot of stuff uh, else that we need to worry about. So I want to encourage us as a people to believe, A, you have the spirit of prophecy. You have the ability to prophesy. You have the mind of Christ. You can do this. You can do this. Every single one of us can do it. It's not about how spiritual you are. Now, one thing that was spoken to me last week, and something that I want to learn more about, is about living in the river. Now, in uh, Ezekiel chapter 37, it's a wonderful picture of the temple of God and a river flowing from it. Uh, We've gone through this a number of times, but it's a wonderful picture, and it was brought to me last week afresh. And so I'm going to share it, because I think it's not only for me, but for everyone. And it's about the fact this river flows uh, from the temple, and uh, initially it's ankle deep, and people are just enjoying being there, and you go a bit deeper, a bit longer, and you get up to your waist, and then it's so deep, you're swimming in it. And this is a picture of the Spirit of God. Flowing from the temple. It's a spirit, it's a picture of being in the presence of God and knowing the Spirit of God all around you and living. And these guys that came last week, and we talked to them, have learned to live in the river. They have learned what it is to keep swimming. Now, what my problem is, and I'll be honest with you, is that I can be in the river, and this is a word brought to me, and he said, but you keep getting out. And that's true. I, I swim in the river, a lovely time, and I think, oh, oh, oh I'm there. There's a bank over there, I better get out. Oh, oh, can't be here all the time. And somehow we, we, get, we, get, we can get like this. We can, we can have times, like this morning, being in the presence of God. And then we go out, and we go into life, and we get out of the river. Now, what does it mean to stay in the river? Well, to be honest, all it means is that each... Day, we just come back to God and say, God, I, I just want to be in the river today. I want to hear your voice. I want to just know you. It might, might mean a few minutes reading the Bible, or an hour, or two hours, whatever, you, whatever is good for you. It might be a bit of worship. It might simply be sitting on the train and saying, Holy Spirit, I want to be in the river. I want to be with you today. It's simply a case of Tuning in to God and saying, God, I don't want to live outside the river. I don't want to live outside your blessing and your presence. I want your presence in the midst of my busy, hurried life. God knows what our lives are like. God knows what it's like having a job and having families and having uh, all the stuff we have to do. God knows that, but we can still live in the river. We can still be there, and it's learning to do that. Is, is just one of the keys of saying, actually, God, I can hear from you. I can hear from you on the train, I can hear from you in the office, I can hear from you in the shop, because I'm in the river and I'm just listening to your voice. Mm. We can do that. Now, that takes, I think that's the only thing, if you like, that we need to, to learn to do a bit more. I believe we can hear from God all the time, 
But actually, just being in the river enables us to just tune in that much quicker and that much more readily to hear what God has to say. Just to finish with, I... um, Just to go back, really, to to this whole thing of of learning to start to prophesy. I think I've shared this point before, but um, my first prophecy probably wasn't brilliant... Um, but it came out of a situation, I was, I was talking to someone and they were very sad and, and my heart went out to them and I was just desperate to bring something of the comfort of God to them. And so at that point, I, I just prayed to God, please give me something for this person. And I believe he did, simple word of, of encouragement and love. And that's, a few years ago now, that's what started me on being able to prophesy. It was having a real desire and being concerned about someone. And that, I also say, are the things that we really need to have. We need to be concerned, we need to have the desire, we need to to see, actually, that I can bring something to encourage somebody. I can strengthen somebody. I can do it if I bring something from the Word of God. And eagerly desire it. I want to do it. I want to do it. And let me encourage you to have those two things. To, to think of someone that you think, oh, wouldn't it be good if they heard from God? I would really love to be able to bring something. That's following the way of love. And then say to God, God, I want to bless them with something. I want to bless them with something. Eagerly desire. Those two things, I honestly believe, and from my own experience, if you have those two things, you will be able to prophesy. Now, we may get it wrong, occasionally. The key to remember is that prophecy is about strengthening, encouraging and comfort. It's not about saying God sees your sin and he, he thinks you're terrible. That's, that's not from God. That's not what God does. God encourages. He may sometimes, uh, you know, we, we'll probably go into this later, he may sometimes, there may be some issues in someone's life that God needs to deal with. But actually, whatever, however it's brought, it's always going to be for encouragement. It's always going to be hope bringing into the situation. You're never going to condemn. And so I would encourage you guys to step out in prophecy. And if it's simply simply to bring a word of encouragement. And as you do that, you can grow and hear from God more. I believe it's one of those things where you just step out and step out and God uses it more and more. Um, and not to worry about getting it wrong too much. And if you're concerned, bring someone alongside you. It doesn't matter. I've got it wrong in the past. So you say to someone, look, I think this is from God, blah, 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 blah. Does that mean anything to you? No. Oh, well, never mind. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We get it wrong from time to time because we don't hear as well as we, we might like to. That doesn't matter. If you have someone alongside, that can, uh, that can be dealt with. Uh, but the fact is, we have the opportunity to bring the blessing of God to those in this place and those outside. We can bring the love of God. We can bring the comfort and the encouragement and the goodness of God. And every one of us can do that. And I want to encourage us as a body to live like that and to eagerly desire those things. So can we stand together? And I would like, just to, in this moment, just to 
just for each one of us, each one of us to, firstly, to realise that I can prophesy. In fact, I'd like you to say that to yourself. I want you to say that I can prophesy. If I'm a child of God, I can prophesy. I want you to believe it in your heart because of what the Bible says, because of the prayers of Moses, because of what Jesus did on the cross, and because of the Spirit being poured out. I can prophesy. And the next thing I want you to say is, I can hear God's voice. Yeah, I'll say that again. I can hear God's voice. I can hear God's voice. Yeah. To know that you can prophesy and you can hear God's voice, there is now no reason why you cannot prophesy and bring encouragement, strengthening, and comfort to someone. Lord, I want to pray for us. Lord, I don't want to go back to the once-in-a-lifetime prophecy. I don't want to go back to a few people bringing a, a words of comfort, Lord. I want to be a church. I want to be part of a church where everyone prophesies. I want to be part of a church where Moses' prayer is fulfilled. And so I pray, God, that you would stir our hearts, that we would be those that step out and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out in this. God, I pray, help us, Lord, because we, we, we don't, half the time we don't know what we're doing, but Lord, we know we have your mind. We have the mind of Christ. And Lord, we want to bring blessing. We want to bring your blessing to this world. We want to bring your blessing, your good things. We want to bring the good things of the kingdom into this world. We want to change the atmosphere of places because your word comes. We want to change things because your word changes things, Lord. So, Lord, I pray, help us. Help us, Lord, to Lord, be brave and to step out in things of God, to bring prophetic words that will bless so many people. And I pray, God, that we wouldn't, Lord, we, we would step out, we wouldn't step back, we would step forward. From what we saw last weekend, Lord, we can do that. We can do that, but they're no different to us. Lord, I pray, help us to live in the river, to live yeah. in the measure and the, and the anointing of your grace. Lord, teach us how to do that. Teach us how to hear from you so easily, like children do, Lord. God, that we may be a prophetic people. Yeah. Let us be a prophetic people, Lord. Yeah. In Jesus' name, amen. Just a reminder that Wednesday night, 7.30 here till 9 o'clock, we've got Kingdom Culture, where we'll be looking at the topic of the prophetic so we can dig deeper into what we've been hearing this morning and uh, maybe got lots of questions and we can practice and have a go and step out. Okay, so that's Wednesday. I think that's all we've got in terms of this week, but uh, just have a great week. I just wanted to say as well, we want to keep praying for people who are in any way um, are sick. We want to pray that we've seen many, many people healed on Sunday. So if in any way you're sick in your body, you'd like someone to pray for you. Um, we'd love to pray for you in a moment. Just feel God saying to some of you as well, just to, there might be a response to this, that, that God is saying to you from what you've heard this morning, that he wants to take you higher than um, you've been. This is a picture of a mountain with a house on the Alps, and actually this sense that God wants to say, I want to take you higher, that actually you can live a 
higher in the things of God. And he's almost, he wants to say to you just right now, don't um, dismiss yourself from this. Mm. He invites you higher. Amen. And actually there's a place that's higher that we can live and learn to live in this. So like Tim was just saying at the moment, it won't be every now and then a kind of visitational idea. We'll actually be able to um, have a habitat that's higher in the things of God. So we uh, really want you to encourage that we all can hear his voice. We all can go on an adventure with God. Amen. And if you don't know Jesus this morning, I just want to say as well that Hopefully from what you've heard, this walking with this wonderful King Jesus is much, much more than a, a religion or a, a set of rules that we follow. It's an encounter with a real person who invites us into something that's absolutely phenomenal. An encounter with God by his spirit that we actually get to walk with the living God. It's much, much more than don't do this and do that or religion. It's an encounter with a real person and he wants to meet with you and he wants to change your life. So if you want to ask any questions about Jesus and how you come to know him and how you might be able to take your first steps on this adventure, we'd love to chat with you as well. So really, just love to pray for any who are sick, any who heard what Tim was saying for, oh, that's not me, we'd love to pray for you because I think God wants to give you an upgrade this morning. Actually, God wants to take you higher up the mountain. There's a house for you to inhabit where you're going to learn to live in these things as a normal basis of life. And for any who don't know Jesus, I'd love to pray for you. We're finished there. Teas and coffees are going to be appearing wonderfully and magically out of the hatch any moment. <laughs>